ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Friday, June 18th. That means your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer, it is made pure. Mark Martin's going to be my guest tonight. WCHS, very busy man. He's going to be involved in a lot of the activities surrounding the North-South game. You've got the All-Star Classic coming up tomorrow. You've got basketball as well. Mark's going to talk to us about both here in a little bit. Looking forward to catching up with him. As I mentioned, we'll get your phone calls in. You can also find me on social media, at Paul Swan. Facebook, we've got a growing group and page, and you can find those by just searching The Drive with Paul Swan. And you can join the page. You can join the group. Both are different, and both have fun things for you. So uh, I invite you to join us on social media. But what do we have today? We've got a lot of NBA action to get into, and we've got the NHL happening tonight. Game three, Stanley Cup playoffs in the semifinals between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Montreal Canadiens continues. Series is tied at one game apiece. It's going to be on USA Network and Peacock. I'm excited to see what this is going to look like because Vegas is traveling to Montreal to take on the Canadians. Now, I think Montreal has done well so far. They've been pretty good. They're in a situation here where I think they're going to have more fans now in Quebec for the game. Vegas has had a pretty great crowd so far, so I'm sure that has been deafening for them that's happening tonight so i'm going to be paying attention to that that's also going to be on our sister station cat sports 93 3 and 1340 and the nba playoffs tonight you've got the philadelphia 76ers taking on the atlanta hawks that is coming up tonight 7 30 p.m elimination game here atlanta leads the series three games to two wasn't philadelphia supposed to win this i mean that's that's what everyone told me. Philadelphia was going to win this. Instead, that's not the case right now. This could be an elimination here. And if you're a Philadelphia 76ers fan, you might be scratching your head right now thinking, what happened? What is going on here? And, of course, Western Conference semifinals, Game 6 coming up tonight. Utah Jazz taking on the Clippers. 10 o'clock. You staying up late for this one? Clippers lead the series three games to two. And... Utah could make it interesting because the Clippers are without Kawhi Leonard. Now, for the Jazz, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell are questionable, but without Kawhi Leonard, I'm kind of leaning towards the Jazz in this one. It's 3-2. All the Clippers have to do is show up, play good enough to win, and they can walk away with this and, and have a few days, but... So I've kind of I'm gonna have to lean towards Utah just a little bit in this series because again without Kawhi Leonard I don't know I don't know if I like the Clippers in that situation so lots of action there tonight and of course later on we're gonna talk about college football the proposal to expand college football uh, seems to be moving forward so we're gonna get into a lot of that with you 
And later on in the program, we're going to hear from Mark Martin. We're going to talk about the North-South Classic. As I mentioned, there's basketball involved as well. There's the football game. Didn't have it last year, and that's a big difference. Last year with the pandemic, we just didn't know. We didn't understand. We had to basically shelter in place, trying to figure out how to stop the spread of this virus. And, and now we know a lot more. We're in a better place. Hopefully we'll be even in a better place in a few months when 100% capacity. Jones C. Edwards Stadium opening up to 100% capacity. Didn't sound like there'd be any restrictions there, and I'm interested to see how that's all going to play out. But it looks like things are getting back to normal there. So north-south game. Didn't have it last year. Uh, some really disappointed young men selected for the game. Didn't have the opportunity, and they're not going to have that opportunity. It's over. That has moved on. But this group of young men, they have the opportunity. So we'll talk to Mark about that here in the next few minutes. Later on, we'll get your phone calls in at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. So that's where we stand right now. Mark Martin, my guest, open phone lines rest of the way. We'll talk college football with you. The playoff proposal seems to be moving forward. And it's a Friday, so that means we're going to have some fun with you. It's all coming up on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Want to welcome to the program now the sports director of WCHS in Charleston, Mark Martin. Very busy weekend coming up as North-South festivities finally get going here. And Mark has the honor of calling all the broadcasts of the North-South game. you got basketball coming up, Mark, and you got the football game. When do you have time? Well, you know, you just, you know, what, what is it they say, Paul, you make time, right? You know, especially when you're doing something you really enjoy. But, uh, yeah, I always enjoy North-South week. It started back when I was in high school, and I was going to be a sophomore at Ripley High School when they kind of started back the North-South football game. And, well, that was always a goal for me, and uh, you know, I've been fortunate uh, through the years to cover it, and have made a lot of friends, and it's, uh, our involvement with it from uh, the television side. Uh, I'm also going to do the live stream of the basketball game tonight. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a busy week, but uh, I'll take it. So let's talk about the basketball game first, since that's first up for you. Um... You're doing all the prep work, so you can probably tell us about every single player that's uh, on the court and uh, what's significant about them uh, for our uh, for our local listening audience here in the uh, Huntington, Charleston area. Yeah, who stands out to you? Uh, who should we be keeping an eye on? Well, you know, of course, they just arrived today, so uh, they don't do it exactly like football. You know, football obviously has been in institute since Sunday. The basketball deals a little different. So the basketball classic is under the direction of the West Virginia Athletic Directors Association. The football is under the Coaches Association. But, uh, you know, there's a it's a star-studded cast, uh, as you would expect for a basketball game. I know Mari Smith from Huntington, uh, he's, he's going to be involved and in, in, on the South team. And they're... Uh, you know, a guy a, a guy that's coaching them, St. Augustus, Brian England, and he's assisted by Jared Robertson from Greenbrier West. Uh, they've got, uh, you know, Jamel Clater from St. Augustus, one of the coaching players. They came back from 
Greenbrier West, one of Coach Roberts' players. And then, of course, you've got the two guys that the folks know pretty well from George Washington and Mason Pinkett and Alex Jacob, who helped lead the Patriots to the AAA state title. And then uh, in Class Single A, you've got, the, well, I should say, Class Quad A is what they want. And then uh, in Class Double A, Charles Catholic and Zion Southern and Aiden Satterfield, two young men that were great players for the Fighting Irish. So there's a local flavor right there. Uh, Kate from uh, Winfield on the South team. So, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good players. I know, Paul, I know we're all still getting used to Quad A, Triple A, Double A, and Single A, so it slipped up there. But, yeah, uh, chance for these guys to be teammates one more time. That's a big challenge for all of us, still getting used to the Quad A. The how do you how, yeah? How do you think that's worked so far? As a side note here, the quad A. How do you feel about that at this point? You know, I wasn't sure when it happened, but you know, I got to call a bunch of the games at the state basketball tournament, and uh, I I I, I kind of liked it to be honest with you. I mean, certainly it started today earlier, and you know, as busy as we all are, that, that cut into prep time for a lot of different things, but. The, I think it went pretty well. We'll see. You know, obviously we've got one more year of it. See what folks think. But I honestly probably feel it's here to stay as far as basketball is concerned. I could be wrong, but uh, that's just my gut at the moment. Mark Martin's joining us from WCHS. He's got the call of the North-South basketball game and the football game. And just staying with the basketball game for a moment, the basketball game really doesn't get the press or the attention that the football game does. It feels like even though it's the same weekend, they're two separate things, obviously, but it feels like the basketball game is sort of just a warm-up to what the football classic has always been about. Well, the basketball game, again, as I mentioned earlier, you know, it's a little different setup. Obviously, it's not a, a week-long ordeal. Basketball, obviously, is just, you know, a, a different game altogether as far as football and getting all these guys there and getting them used to pads again and, running through all the schemes, everything that it takes to you know, get a football team assembled, basketball, you kind of let uh, these uh, great players get out there and, and do their thing. So there is coaching involved in all-star basketball, but uh, a little different than football, certainly. But uh, I, I think the basketball game is going to be excellent. Uh, there are a couple of guys uh, in the football game that will play in the basketball game, one is Caleb May and another kid from the area that's uh, out of Tug Valley, All-Stater in both football and basketball, just a terrific uh, athlete. So he'll suit up for the South. And Josh Hall is a kid from Pendleton County, big kid, good lineman in football. And, you know, he was one of the stars in the state basketball tournament that Pendleton County came in undefeated and made it all the way to the state championship where they lost to the Man Hillbillies. And he's going to play football West Virginia State. Just big time for him this week to be on the state campus, which is the case for several of the players in the football game. But yeah, he's going to play tonight for the North Squad. And his coach, Brian Lambert, along with Scott Sorrow, who helped lead Williamstown to the double-A state championship, uh, they are the coaches for the North team. And they got their uh, share of uh, great players, too. In fact, there's three players on that team from Pendleton County. And uh, I, I think it's going to be a good game. And, yeah, it's, uh, it is a good uh, warm-up to the North-South football game that will be on Saturday. And again, it's a busy day all the way around. we got a North-South 
All-Star Football Classic Parade today in South Charleston. And then that's going to be followed by the North-South Hall of Fame Banquet at Little Creek Country Club, the Little Creek Park Country Club in South Charleston. That's five. And then we're going to head over to the basketball game and, and uh, get back and continue to get ready for the football game tomorrow. Mark Martin's my guest, WCHS Sports Director of the North-South Football Game itself. As you mentioned, on Saturday, you've got the call of that game. A little different than last year. Last year was a little different than we normally go through. So as we circle back around, getting a chance to really be able to do this again, what's changed, what's stayed the same, just where are we at now where we were compared to last year? Well, obviously we're having a game, so <laughs> that's 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 the that's the first and foremost. Uh, you know, got canceled last year, so again, you know, we're happy at WCHS TV to air the game live, and our sister station up in uh, Steubenville, Ohio, WTOB, will also be uh, picking up uh, the game telecast. And you know, for the most part, it has. I've covered enough of these North South weeks to know that. For the most part, it just seemed like it was a, a normal week. Uh, nothing real different about it. Uh, I, I think just uh, everyone's starting to feel comfortable. The players stay in dorms there at West Virginia State. They eat the cafeteria together, and you know, I've been in there a few times for that. And then you know they practice twice a day, and then they always have uh, activities of an evening. Now on Sunday, they did they checked in on Sunday. And so they had a practice Sunday afternoon and then another practice Sunday evening. And they just flip-flop fields there at the West Virginia State each day. And then uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and today, they had the more normal morning and afternoon practices. And then they have an evening activity uh, every day, uh, starting on Monday. They went to the movies, the Park Place Cinemas. So Tuesday night, they went down at Country Lanes to bowl. And then on Wednesday night, uh, they went to a swimming party at Nitro City Pool. They were back to the movies last night. And tonight they'll have the Hall of Fame banquet, and then they'll go to the Holiday Inn in South Charleston for a reception. That's when the family and friends can come and see their players and, you know, get the you know, business a little bit before uh, the game is kicked off at noon. They used to do the basketball game, but since the game – started being played at noon they decided to shy away from that and kind of get these kids just around their families and friends for a little bit with the reception and then back into the dorms and just kind of settle in for the evening and you know play the football game the next day so yo it's a it's a full week and i, I tell you what paul you know just being around it i mean i didn't play in the game i wanted to but uh, that didn't happen if i liked that but uh, you know i just think my goodness what a memory that's going to last these guys for forever Mark Martin's with us, WCHS Sports Director. So let's talk about the game itself. Of course, it doesn't matter who wins or loses. Well, okay, don't tell that to the North or the South. But at the end of the day, it's more of an opportunity for these young men to get one more high school experience, one more opportunity to maybe play with their friends, their peers, their contemporaries before they go off to uh, their various college and uh, other, uh, well, wherever they're going off to. So... From the north-south standpoint, who are you excited to see? And I guess we'll keep it more to the south since that's uh, more of the focus for us. Uh, who are you excited to see? What are you looking for in this? Well, and again, remember now, a lot of these guys, you know, they, you know, obviously the two coaching staffs, 
Darren Hayes, he's the head coach of the North, out of North Marion, and Ray Lee out of Greenbrier East, he's the head coach of the South. Their coaching staff, and they really stressed to these guys that hey, remember there were see these two head coaches were to be the head coaches a year ago, so they you know got the opportunity this year since they get coached in the game last year. They kind of stressed to their guys that hey, just remember there was a bunch of players just like yourself a year ago who got chosen for this game and didn't get to play. So really cherish it. So from from that standpoint, and then and then you talk about a lot of these players. Many of them really didn't have perhaps a regular high school football season because of COVID. I mean, obviously, many of these guys didn't get in a full team game schedule. Maybe a few did, but the, a lot of them did not. And obviously, we know how the playoff, the postseason situation kind of ended. So it, it was different. So uh, they're you know kind of cherishing the moment just from that standpoint. But you know, I guess uh, you know when you talk about the South, I'll start. You know, quarterback. They've got Dalen Go, a kid from Bingo Central. He's got a cannon for an arm. He's going to go out and play at Level State College. So, you know, he's a very good player. Dylan Griffith out of uh, Systemville, going to be one of the running backs. And, you know, they just got a plethora of local guys. I think I think a guy that's really jumped out at the South coaches is John Covert from Winfield. He's going to go play at BMI. So. You know, it seems that a lot of players in this game that are going to go off and play college football are either going to go to Glenville or West Virginia State. Those coaches did a magnificent job of uh, recruiting some of the talent from this uh, North-South camp this year, you know, or at least the, you know, prior to. So, uh, yeah, those, those are, you know, on the South side. North side, I mean, uh, you know, obviously people aren't as aware of those guys as maybe they are South players, but the you got Justin Waybright uh, out of Parkersburg, and he's just coming off winning the uh, shot put and discus in the uh, state track field meet last week. So he, he's there, and, and he is the moment is not going to play college football. And he's got a teammate there for Parkersburg, Charlie Bowman, really, really good lineman. But I was talking to the North coaches yesterday. The guy they are really high on is a guy named Dalton Flowers. He's out of. Uh, uh, John Marshall High School going to walk on WVU. They they really like him a lot, and their quarterback situation. They got some good ones, but the kid's name is Eon Padmore Johnson from Spring Mills, and he put up some really big numbers. He's real shifty, so I'm excited to see him. And then they they've got a good, uh, a really good stable of running backs. From Ball's kid out of Martinsburg. Uh, I think he's going to maybe start. They got Stevie Mitchell from Wheeling Park. So they got some good guys. And back to the South just for a minute. My goodness, I cannot forget Ethan Bowens from Wayne. You know, coming off a 100 meter dash state championship uh, here at the state track and field meet last week. So he he was he was a late addition to the South team, and uh, boy, they're real happy to have him. So uh, be looking forward to see how they try to utilize Ethan's speed. So you know, it's an all star football game and. Uh, couple of the directors of the game who are friends of mine you know they're they're around them all the time and i was talking to one of them the other day yesterday in fact i said well what do you think and he says you know every year i think man the north's going to dominate the, they just look so good the south doesn't or or vice versa and he says then the game comes around he goes it's just the <laughs> many times it's the total opposite of what he thought so you know it's an all-star game you just Never know, but uh, right now the North, uh, the South's dominated the series, but the North has won the last four games in a row, so we'll see if that continues 
on Saturday. Mark Martin's joining us. He has no rooting interest in the North or South. He is a neutral observer from WCHS. So we've talked about your call on this game. So how can um, how can people find it? Of course, uh, you mentioned uh, your sister station. Uh, what's the online streaming options, if anything like that? Uh, what are all the vast and various ways people can maybe follow along? Well, first and foremost, WCHS TV and our ABC affiliate here in the area. That will be uh, one one option. The a good option, we think, you know, for uh, the television viewing audience. And then uh, that's com. It'll be on that. And then also we have uh, what's called the STIR, S-T-I-R-R, an app uh, with our corporation. So you can watch it there. And, again, if you happen to be in the northern panhandle, <laughs> if you're listening in right now, but you might be traveling to the northern panhandle this weekend, it'll be on WCOV up there in the Steubenville Wheeling market. So it's going to cover pretty well, we hope, Paul. And again, just mentioned, too, uh, the North-South Classic Hall of Famers. Uh, tonight, pretty good class. Jody McCown out of uh, Fayetteville. He was a dynamic player at the WVU and has gone on to have a great uh, photography business for many years. Many Marshall fans will remember this name, Mike McCoy, uh, played a fullback for the Thundering Herd out of Parkersburg. And Sam Parrish, George Chomp were the head coaches for the herd. And then we got the great Ron Terry, longtime head coach at the Buffalo Wayne, now part of Spring Valley, won a state championship there at uh, Buffalo Wayne. He was the South head coach back in uh, 1994, won the game. And so those are going to be the three inductees into the North-South All-Star Football Classic Hall of Fame. So pretty good class. Mark Martin, my guest, WCHS, very busy man, very busy man, and uh, get some rest somewhere. Find a find five All minutes, right. man. I'll, Can you do it? I'll, I'll do it, brother. I'll do it, brother. Good talking to you again. Uh, we'll do it again soon. Okay, Paul. Okay, buddy. Take care, my man. Bye-bye. Mark Martin, more coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines, as always, brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And coming up tonight, if you're in the car if you're in the car and you're heading down to 9th Street Live, weather's looking pretty good as we speak. I'm excited. I am excited because tonight on the stage, 9th Street Live, we have got for you one foot. And so that is coming up tonight, 9th Street Live. It happens every Friday night. Live music. It is Huntington's premier outdoor party. And it's brought to you by Yes Chevrolet Ford, 9th Street Live. More details, go to our Facebook page at ESPN 94.1 Huntington. That's easy to find, ESPN 94.1 Huntington. All right, coming up later on this evening, we have got Pirates baseball. The Pirates are in action. Interleague play. I'm still not a big fan of interleague play. I know at this point now, it's kind of... And it's not that really big of a deal, but I'm just not a fan of interleague play. I, I kind of, I would rather see Major League Baseball. It's not going to happen, not in my lifetime. I'd rather see Major League Baseball just reorganize. 
I just want to see a reorganization. I mean, wouldn't it be cool if the Mets and the Yankees were in either the American or the National? I mean, sure, it's kind of cool because you can be a Mets fan and not have to fool with the Yankees. You can be a Yankees fan, not fool with the Mets. You don't have to worry about them. If you meet them in the World Series, that's one thing. Interleague play, of course, you've got that for sure. But Pirates in action tonight taking on the Indians. And that's a cool matchup, though. I do like that. Interleague play as a whole, not really. I would rather just see sort of a reorganization, make make the divisions more fun. Maybe just because I would like to see Cincinnati and Cleveland, Pittsburgh, all in get either the American or the National together. Again, that's not going to happen in my lifetime. I would love to see some sort of reorganization, some sort of restructure to just group these these franchises together, throw out the American and National League, throw that out. I get it. I know we're talking baseball. We're talking years and years and years of tradition here. How dare I? But I'm daring. Nearly play happening tonight. Indians taking on the Pirates, 7.05 first pitch. We'll have that action for you, 6.40 right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. And, of course, for a lot of people, the – Soccer world continues with the Euro that is happening. I, I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to follow this. Sweden's taking on Slovakia. Uh, that was group stage action, and um, that looks like it is uh, a final one nil in favor of Sweden. And then this is the only thing I don't like about soccer, especially in this type of set up in group stage England and Scotland play to a draw Croatia and the Czech Republic in group stage action uh 1-1 See at least in college soccer you got to play until somebody wins right championship maybe I'm spoiled maybe I'm spoiled from I don't know a uh, heroic kick a heroic kick to give Marshall a championship, a Division One soccer championship for the first time, maybe I'm spoiled there. I don't know. I kind of like, I kind of like seeing it come to a conclusion somehow. I'll have to get Chris Grassy's thoughts on this next time he's on. I'll get his thoughts on um, what he prefers, how he prefers it. He's probably going to tell me it's fine, and if he says it's fine, it's fine. College football playoff going to expand. We think we'll talk about it when we continue. Your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. On Twitter, at Paul Swan. More Drive coming up on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our final segment for today's edition, Friday, June 18th. Paul Swan, your host. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So it looks like we're getting closer to that 12-team playoff proposal to expand the playoff moving forward. The management committee today agreeing to present the concept to the 11 university presidents and chancellors. Those are the members of this cartel, whatever you want to call it, that have the authority. They're the ones. They're the ones that have the authority over the format. So meeting is going to be Tuesday in Dallas, the management committee. Management committee basically made up of 10 
FBS commissioners and Notre Dame athletic director Jack Swarbrick. They're going to ask the presidents and chancellors on this board of managers. They're going to say, look, we, we, need, we need feedback. We've got to be able to solicit the feedback. So we got to do this. we got to begin the feasibility. We've got to do all of this. And it, it looks like that's going to happen. And I think what we're seeing is the realization that more money could probably be made if you open this thing up. Also, this is going to create more interest because you get 12 teams. And really, this isn't going to be a death blow for a team that maybe stumbles somewhere that could beat any of the other teams that are participating for the national championship, or at least you have always a team in five or six range. And I think this adds some equity. I mean, this really adds some equity as well to, I mean, you want to call them power five, group five, that's fine. You can call them whatever you want to, but there's now a a more clear path, a more legitimate path. It's still not a a slam dunk, but there's going to be six, six bids here. Not automatic qualifiers. Going to be just six here. You get, you get a shot in this. You're going to be in here. You get to participate. And so, if you're the highest ranked, again, you want to call it group of five. You you do so. Highest ranked group of five team, you get in. You have an opportunity here. You're not getting into an access bowl. Hey, here's a nice bowl. You get to play someone. Have fun. Thanks for coming. You actually get a shot here. You get a little bit more of a, an opportunity. And in that rare case where you might have a couple of conference champions that aren't that good, let's just say there's an upset here the top spot. And so there's no automatic qualifier. So if you get an upset maybe in the Big Ten and there's a group of five school or two that's higher ranked than that upset team, they get in. Again, there's so many permutations of this. It's still a ways off the way this is going to happen. But at the same time, it adds a little bit more push. Now, conference championships are going to matter, obviously. What you do in the regular season is going to matter. You're going to have to make sure that you're playing a quality schedule. I mean, how do you do that? If you're a group of five, what do you do? Do you play like members, do you play, if you're Marshall, do you play Appalachian State a lot more? Do you play Coastal Carolina a lot more? I mean, if you're the Mid-American Conference, do you go and play a lot of those teams out of the Big Ten? Or, or do you look a little bit toward maybe playing some teams out of the American? Do you play some teams in Conference USA? How do you work this to, to maybe work your schedule where you're playing some teams that are, are good? You have a chance to win, but at the same time, they're, they're a little higher quality. But if you... If you're the Mid-American Conference School and you go in and you play a couple of Big Ten teams, you beat them, hey, you're, you're going to get some attention. So it's going to be fun to see how this works as far as how schedules are going to look in the future, how you game this, how you try to, to work this so you are competitive, you're in a spot where you can maybe be one of those highest-ranked six champions. And that's the big thing here. The American might have a thought that it's going to dominate this thing, but you know what? The Sun Belt's looking pretty good over the years. All of a sudden, 
the Sun Belt has looked pretty good. Conference USA needs to, to do something. Football needs to do something to, to really assert itself. Because at one point, I thought that, you know, Conference USA had an opportunity to be the best of the group of five. And that opportunity has come and gone. The American definitely has taken that and run with it. Of course, again, they refer to themselves as a P6, and there's just no such thing. But they have run with it because they had an opportunity to to really put together a strong league that can compete, and they've done so as a league. So that's where we need to see Conference USA figure ways. And, of course, there is a, a huge gap between institutions from the American and probably institutions in Conference USA monetarily, markets. And again, markets, Conference USA was put together looking at markets. And I think that missed the point. Sure, you might be in Dallas, but really are people paying attention to you? Now, if you look at some of the other sports, there's an opportunity for you. Again, we talked about that yesterday. We talked about the fact that maybe Conference USA has some strengths in some places like soccer, like baseball, and there's an opportunity for the league to start making itself a little bit more known, having a little bit more of a push in some of those sports, and maybe that spills over to the bigger sports. Basketball has a shot. Not going to win a national championship on average, but basketball has a shot. Football now has a better shot. At least there's a path, there's a road to get into this thing if this thing passes. I still like to see 16, but 12 is good. 12's a start. And there were years in the old days where Marshall could have, Marshall was in the Mid American Conference back in the day, and this was the way that the playoff was selected, I guarantee you Marshall would have had a few shots at this thing. Now we'll just have to wait and see because there are leagues that are pretty good in Conference USA, maybe top to bottom, not as well regarded as even the Sun Belt now. Mid-American Conference. The American. Think of it. Just not as well regarded top to bottom. Marshall will make some noise. If 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 Marshall's going to be as good as possibly it's looking like it can be. Cuz let me tell you right now, they're working they're working the recruiting, they're working the camps and that's one thing um, that has been really visible. The marketing machine, the PR machine, the football football machine is going and it's strong. You know why it's this way? It's because it is trying to attract young men to come and play and to convince young men that, hey, you can do something here at Marshall. You don't necessarily need to go to a bigger school. If you want to have success on the football field, here's the opportunity for you. And, of course, I think that you have a coach that's a well-known recruiter. He's just going to the well. He's bringing up everything out of the bag and going to the well, and you see – Marshall is super active now. The football accounts are super active. Coach Huff is ultra active. That's why he probably he's drinking 15 Red Bull a day. I don't know. Is Red Bull the official brand of Marshall Athletics? 
I don't think that's the official brand. I got to check on that. Well, that's uh, that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. Back on Monday, we've got a full week, I hope, for you. Uh, we're getting ready for, of course, the holiday weekend. Dog Dazzle is coming up. We'll have details for you soon on our Facebook page and our website as well. So check that out. Keep an eye on WRVC.com, also our Facebook page. You can join us, ESPN 94.1 Huntington. You can find me on Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan. We've got a Facebook page and a group for you, and I hope to see you there soon. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks to my special guest, Mark Martin from WCHS. Busy weekend for him. All the North-South action. He's got the call, the basketball, and the football games. He's going to be a very busy man, but he loves every minute of it. That's it for today's edition here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.